0: There was an idea, Ramamu. I come to bargain. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Bunch of jackasses standing in a circle. Baskin Robbins always finds out.
1: I'm for the faster baby. Are you Tony's stank? I am Iron Man.
0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Assembly Required, an MCU retrospective, the show where we reassemble the MCU piece by piece, movie by movie, episode by episode. I'm your host, Eduardo, and I am back. Thank you, uh, Sir Peaches, for filling in for me last week, because I felt like uh, uh, a bowl of hot doo-doo. Yeah. <laughs> I did not feel good. Uh, we've got Chris and Peaches here with me. I'm uh, Chris. Why <laughs> Why did I feel like doo-doo? I don't know. Why Ask... did you put it in a bowl?
1: <laughs> it's a figurative bowl. There's no real bowl of doo-doo out there. <laughs>
0: now I'm picturing one. Why? Yeah, I also like
1: how you're talking about how we filled in for you, like you weren't still in the show yeah, last You were time. also
0: there. <laughs> I might as well have not been. I <laughs> don't think no. I contributed much last week because I was not feeling well. You said some things. I did say a few things, but I'll probably say more this episode. I really hope I say like nothing this episode now, now that I've. But you're I've the dinner. narrator. <laughs> That's true. I have to say things. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a choice. You're
2: contractually obligated by y- yourself to do it. There's no contracts. <laughs> what you doing, buddy?
0: I didn't get the. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get the title title of the episode. No, let's make it's crushed. Yeah. Uh, and then the director. I need to get. Oh.
2: No breaks this time. One take. <laughs> <laughs> one take. Oh, one take.
0: <laughs> Uh. <laughs> I mean, you guys could have kept going and talking, but instead you had to point out what I was doing. And yeah, yeah. Well, what
1: else is there to talk about? We've
2: already <laughs> talked today. We don't have anything else to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we
1: just had some pizza. Uh, All right, so uh, pizza. here comes the pizza.
0: <laughs> today we're talking about episode two of Miss Marvel Crushed. Um, it is directed
1: by Mira <laughs> did Menon. You know what I just reference Miss Marvel Crush Saga. What did you say?
0: <laughs> oh, okay. For anybody
2: that understands what I just referenced, we're, we're friends now. I just want you to know that. I, I, I'm sorry. What did you say? Because I was trying I said, to... said, here comes the pizza. Okay. There's this song by Ninja Sex Party called The Courtship of the Mermaid. And in the song, they're talking about how they're trying... One of the band members is trying to figure out how to seduce the mermaid. And they decide that they're going to throw a pizza at her. And that is... That'll work, right? <laughs>
0: Uh, anyway. The episode is also written by Kate Gritman and Bisha K Ali. That's created by television uh, by uh, Bisha K Ali. And then the obviously the Miss Marvel comic and Kamala Khan was created by Adrian Alphona. Now before we get started with the episode, I want to give a shout out to anybody who's still supporting us over at patreoncom required. If you would like to get our to the minute reactions to these episodes, we've also been talking a lot of Stranger Things and Kenobi. Over there on the Discord. So if you want to talk to us about any of those kind of things, you can do so by supporting us over at Assembly required, or I'm sorry, Patreon.com/slash Assembly Required. Now to the important part: the episode.
2: Oh, not Ninja Sex
0: Party. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> so Kamala Khan is feeling great. Oh, I'm sorry. This uh, synopsis is written once again by Rachel Page over at Marvel.com.
2: Oh, we like Rachel.
0: We do. She does a great job. Yeah, thanks, Rachel. Rachel. Following the cosmic chaos of AdventureCon and whatever her newfound powers might be, she's feeling on top of the world. Top of the world to ya. Uh, and sure, <laughs> <laughs> maybe her parents... What accent was that? That was my attempt at an Irish the top accent. Of the Please world. do that again. That, <laughs> like Where it, are the like other worlds accent? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe her parents might still be Severely disappointed in her But you know what She's going to take This little W W That's what I said On my wedding night Arriving <laughs> school
1: <laughs> Oh my god Oh no Oh
0: no Oh no <laughs> Uh, arriving at school she breezes through the hallway like she's never done before and no longer feels invisible and then smack she completely walks into a tall dreamy student but there's no time to gaze after him because bruno is freaking out He can't figure out what's happening in any of the videos videos kamala has been sending him and needs a full debrief on her powers on her own time kamala's been trying to figure out just exactly what she can do Turns out she can't talk to ants, which means she doesn't have Ant-Man's powers, even though she's charming and looks way younger than she actually is. Uh,
1: That was my favorite joke in this entire show, and one of the best jokes of the Marvel (laughs) Cinematic Universe so
0: far.
2: What a meta thing. Yeah. Just comment on how young Paul Rudd is in general.
1: The eternally youthful.
0: (laughs) Damn right. But there's still no time to even dwell on that as everyone in the hallways is watching Zoe's latest live stream. Zoe is so thankful that she was saved at AvengerCon from impending doom and will tell anyone who will listen all about it. When one of the other students asks which superhero saved her, she pauses for a moment and begins declaring nightlight. Kamala isn't thrilled with the name, but there's still no time to figure that out because Zoe's decision decided to have a party to celebrate her being saved and she's just invited the tall, dreamy new student Kamran, you know what? Kamala, Bruno, and Nakia should go to that party, too.
1: Damn straight. (laughs) That was the title card. That was impressive.
0: (laughs) Thanks. After lunch, Kamala and Bruno sneak away to the theater so she can show him her powers IRL. That's amazing. How does it feel, she asks, to which Kamala can only stare back at her light powers in amazement, like an idea come to life
1: green lantern the green lantern's power come on yeah that's exactly i thought of you as soon as she said that line like it like
0: it, it screams green lantern powers uh i mean obviously it doesn't seem like they work in the same way practically like she uses it in a different way than green lantern does uh but it is still remarkably similar do you think she'll end up making a hard light jet and fly around on I it? i hope so uh, you know, and that's the thing about Green Lantern is that the reason why there have been so many and why they're so successful is because they all come from really different backgrounds. And so um, Hal Jordan is like the pilot. He's like makes the planes. He makes very crude constructions because he, it's all he knows. He knows like mechanics and like mm-hmm. planes and stuff. And he like makes swords or like a really big gun or something <laughs> like that, or, like a baseball <laughs> mitt to catch something. Whereas you get somebody like Kyle Rayner, who is an artist and his... Constructions that he makes with his green lantern rings Are a lot more abstract and interesting And so it's fun seeing the different Green lanterns and their different skills in that regard I think one of them is an architect and so Their constructions are How I met Different your mother. <laughs> exactly it's Ted Mosby he constructs yeah. Robin every time Ted Mosby the green lantern
1: <laughs> Brightest day and blackest night Beware of my power miss marvel's hard light Oh damn Oh yeah. that's good However even ideas Need a little work like any good
0: budding superhero, Kamala's got to go through training. Cue the montage. She quickly learns she does not have super strength, nor can she successfully do push-ups. Me either. After running some tests on her, Bruno decides deduces that her newfound power isn't coming from the bangle itself, but from Kamala. The, the bangle? Way,
2: the way you just said how the tests are being run sounded like running tests on my Bruno. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we don't test on my Bruno. no, no. <laughs> The Bengal just somehow unlocked these powers, and the power she's got causes her to create Hard Light? Yeah, let's call it Hard Light. After lots and lots of trial and error, and a few injuries, Bruno included, Kamala can successfully create this Hard Light and jump from level to level on it. Nice. Now, Peach, you've got a stork here. I'm excited to hear it, because... You haven't been right on any of these, but I'm excited to see if you can finally get a Whoa. stork right. Hey, we love the storks,
1: though. We love you the storks. You
2: don't know that I've gotten any stork wrong. What stork was wrong? The How original one? Of the very out.
1: first stork?
2: What was that? That
1: the, sur- the stork there was, was surveilling?
2: You still don't know that that is not true. Yes, That's you, what you do. Saying. Yes, you do. No, I, listen. You're wrong. Okay. Possibly. Uh, okay, here's... I have... I think, actually, you will agree with this, maybe, and call it a nork, because I was thinking about what you talked about last week, and then the three of us were just watching the second episode before we started recording to get a little refresh, while we had a uh, not company-mandated pizza party, which meant it was a lot better, I agree uh, because it wasn't recognition for our hard work.
0: I mean, to be fair, I got you guys pizza instead of paying you, so... I didn't even get you the pizza. Yeah, he got the pizza. Yeah, but it makes it's a funnier joke if I say I got the pizza. <laughs> okay. uh, anyway, the stork
2: is this, and I'm glad you didn't say this while we were watching it last week. You talked about how it would. Uh, it, it seems like it could be a possibility that the bangle is like an eternal artifact, right? Yep. And um, maybe, uh, maybe that's where the power comes from. Well, this week, in that scene you just described, there's a moment where Bruno says, it looks like the power is coming from you, not the bangle. Then, later in this episode, they talk about how uh, when she and Cameron are at their like secret date uh, breakfast-y thing, whatever it is they're doing out there, um, they talk about how their aunts and great-aunts and whoever had crushes on Kingo, What if the reason that Kamala has these powers inside of her activated by the bangle is because she is some descendant of Kingo? Kingo is an Eternal. He's been around forever. He perhaps had a few
1: lady friends in his day.
0: But aren't the Eternals like robots?
1: Listen, it doesn't matter. Yeah, the question is, are they... Well maybe they're if they're, they're robots but also we know that Eros is Thanos's brother somehow we don't really know how that works and
2: like yeah maybe they're robots but so is Vision and he helped produce a kid sort of did he though no he didn't no he they didn't they were fake kids but he's a robot and we like him what i'm saying is <laughs> what i'm saying is what if that's a possibility because and i think this is this is the key here because we're not doing inhumans in the MCU we've made that very clear But if we're going to... But that's part of Kamala's backstory is that she is an Inhuman. Well, what if now the backstory is she is Eternal's descendant?
0: I think that's an okay theory. I think I have a theory that I just thought of as you were talking about your theory. And my theory is that the power is inside Kamala and she will eventually lose her bangle and adopt her more traditional Miss Marvel powers. Ooh, I I like that. I want that to be true. I, I
1: vote for that.
0: Get Kevin on the phone. Yeah, (laughs) Get Kevin on the phone. That is my, because like we talk about how the power is inside of her. It's really her. Yeah. I think she's going to eventually lose the bangle. She's going to lose it to whatever this villain is that we don't know about yet that you guys know, but you won't tell me. Uh, (laughs) And I think maybe even to this aunt that we see, aunt, great grandmother. I can't tell who this person is. Great grandmother. Great grandmother. So that means that that man is her uncle.
1: Which man? The one that she was in school with. Comron? Yeah. No, I don't think they're really related. I think she said that because they have a large family, and also, I believe in the culture, that's the kind of thing where auntie and uncle are just a, sometimes just a sign of respect as opposed to- No, but this is
0: supposed to be her great-grandmother.
1: Yes. Yeah. She's actually related. Yeah. Her great-grandmother.
0: Right. And then he said, that's my mom. Well, who was
2: she? Uh... Yeah, we don't know who that bangle belongs to. We see her in that little vision at the end coming out of the hard light. Right. And then in the car, but we do, don't really... We,
0: do we not think that that is the person that
1: everybody says is awful? Wait, that's the no. same person? Because I feel yeah. stupid. It is the same person. Is, it is the that. same person. I don't know necessarily that... Oh, that's that... why that's such a weird ending. Okay. Yes, <laughs> so if that is her... Let me change my rating. <laughs> if that is her
0: great-grandmother, then... That would make him her. I don't see it that way. Her
2: great uncle? Wait, let me back you up for a second. I don't see it that way. I think maybe Kamala's great grandmother or whoever it is in her actual family maybe inherited that bangle, but whoever that person is could just be like somebody who inhabits the bangle, like a genie or something. I don't know.
0: I don't like that
1: you. Have brought this to genies. Oh, oh, we're going with our with our gin human theory.
0: Gin human, gin human. I yeah. hate both of you. <laughs> the
1: gin humans.
2: Yeah. Lock job with a DJ. Yeah,
1: black agar bolt gin. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: med- Medus. Med- med- so you think that this person is different than her great grandmother?
2: Yeah, I don't think. I think that whoever that person is is just like, okay. Maybe it's not a djinn. Maybe it's not a gene Maybe it's not whatever I just said it was. But imagine that there's some human uh, presenting force that inhabits this bangle that's maybe helping create the magic in it. And Kamala's great-grandmother got a hold of it and used it, and maybe that's why her mom's not a fan.
0: I'm also kind of confused with the family tree because who is the one that's
1: missing? Was it her great-grandmother or was it... um? Kamala's grandmother it's her great-grandmother because she talks to her grandmother on the phone
0: all right that's her grandmother on the that's
1: phone. yeah that's Sana
0: right okay Sana. perfect and then her great-grandmother is the one that goes missing yes and, and the one apparently that apparently
1: is in the car,
0: right? That has brought shame to everyone. Well, that's I, the thing I, I
1: is we brought shame to the podcast by not realizing that's who that was. Well, we I'm so sorry.
0: Doesn't even Peaches doesn't even believe. <laughs> now you gotta redact. Beep. the... Yeah. Peaches doesn't even believe that that's the great grandmother. That it's somebody else. I okay. don't. Yeah, I
2: don't think that they're related. You think it's an identical descendant? No, I just think
1: that the whoever. Oh, 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 you think it's not the great-grandmother that she's seeing in the Visions? No. No, no, no. He thinks that
0: the person in the car is not the great-grandmother. Both of them, the person in the Visions and this person, is is a different person than the great-grandmother. Right.
1: Okay,
2: I see. I have the bangle on, and I just, the first part of saved that kid, and then Eduardo showed up in the hard light, but you're my great-grandpa, and you gave me the bangle.
1: Okay, and is Eduardo (laughs) in the car with you at the end?
0: Yes. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. That's his interpretation. My interpretation okay. is that the this unspeakable person that we have been talked that, that was talked about multiple times is like a disgrace that is like ruined the family. Well, then makes, maybe she's an eternal. Ma- there we go. Maybe because she wouldn't age. Yeah, but also she has whatever these powers are. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, I don't put much stock in the Listen, eternal thing.
2: The other thing about maybe being this is another thing I just remembered. The other thing about being possibly a descendant of Kingo. What are Kingo's powers in the Eternals? Let me remind you, he's like the Yu Yu Hakusho dude. He shoots energy beams from his fingers. What does hard light look like?
1: Diamonds. I'm gonna energy. I'm gonna go on record as saying that the powers could be Eternals derived, but I don't think it's Kingo.
0: Right. I think we are getting a. Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings style, this is some item from space somewhere Yes, that we don't know where it comes from and this this bangle is part of that and maybe there will be multiple of these items. It's, maybe it's, it's gonna have- the 11th
1: have... ring that uh, one would <sighs> never found. Well,
0: no, <laughs> it could be part of, so there's this like run of Shang-Chi where there are like these like deadly weapons and the people are like associated with the weapons. And Shang-Chi. Okay. And so they're like, Shang-Chi is one of the like, He's like a he's like a living weapon. Like, that's why he gets the nickname the living weapon. Oh yes. And so there are multiple living weapons like his his sister is like knives or something and like knives. Child, child. Uh <laughs> and so uh maybe we're getting like a suite, like rather than an infinity stone we're going to get a suite of weapons that people need to collect to stop Voltron. I don't know. Okay. But
1: uh and then you combine all the weapons like the Power Rangers. Remember that right. we had like the bow and you put and the sword dang, on top dang, of that yeah, and the daggers on yeah. the other side. I had those when I was a kid. They were. Did you awesome. just ask if we
2: remembered
1: a Power Rangers thing? That was a silly question, <laughs> and I apologize. Uh, Did you all see the mashup toys they're releasing of Power Rangers and the Ninja Turtles? That's a comic. Oh, I've yeah, I've I haven't read that comic. Actually, I read I read the Power Rangers and Justice League, but no, this is it's not a it's. The Turtles as, as the, the Power Rangers, yeah, and, and then the Power Rangers as like ninjas, and Shredder's the Green Ranger. Yep, and oh yeah, and there are Putty Patrol Foot Clan people. Yeah, yeah. it's very cool. So it's a comic. I didn't realize it was based on the comic. It's based That's on awesome. a comic. Yeah.
0: Um. Also, if you guys have if this is tangentially related because it's comic rated, the Power Rangers comics that have come out over the past few years are very good. They're very well done. I wouldn't call them like adult comics per se, but I would say that they are not for the same demographic as like the show is. Like it is Mm -hmm. definitely leaning for more of an older demographic. It's for
1: people who watched the show when they were a kid. Correct, because it's
0: about the same characters. It's about those same original Power Rangers, but in in a lot more of an interesting and in-depth way. I can say Zack in reference to the Power Ranger and you you
2: don't have to bleep it.
1: Yeah.
0: Damn.
2: Wow. (laughs) Look
0: Look at that loophole. Can I just call you the Black Ranger from now on?
2: Um, uh, no,
0: <laughs> no,
2: you cannot. Why not? Please don't. Why not?
0: Adam was the Black Ranger.
2: That's true. Yeah, when he uh, yeah, he's yeah. a frog. It was weird. That's right. I found it weird in that movie. They probably just couldn't get some of the actors. I obviously I know why they couldn't get one of them. Sadly, she was still alive then, was yeah. She? she? Yeah, was
1: no, they had already left the show by this point. So that that, but that Billy came back. Well, yeah, but Billy is not one of the ones that left.
0: Yeah, Billy was still part of the the the, the team. That's like Billy and Kimberly are in the movie, oh, and Tommy yeah. obviously. Yeah. So in the show, those three leave. Yeah, and the, I just, the, the other they three had the audacity him. to ask for more money. I, and so the movie studio tried to get the original cast, and there was a battle with Saban Entertainment, who is the company that does. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. And so that was interesting. There, there was a fight between, hey, we don't want these old actors if they're not in the show anymore. Okay. Even though the show and the movie do not coincide. And yeah, they're not they, are, actually, they are
1: not in continuity with each other. No. no. Uh,
0: but no, they didn't want them because specifically because they were no longer on the show.
1: Damn.
2: You hate to see it. Yeah.
0: Right. Well, and it's especially tough for, um, God, I don't remember his name, the guy that played Jason. Uh, because him and Jason David Frank, which is funny that, that his name is Jason, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the guy that plays Tommy, they didn't like each other and I'm
1: pretty sure they still don't like each other to this day. Um, well, and, the the guy who played the Red Ranger just got arrested for like fraud. Did he? Like a couple weeks ago. No way. Yeah. Uh,
0: but they did not like each other for a really long time. A lot of it has to do with, you know, Jason was the leader of the Power Rangers and then Tommy came along and he kind of like took the spotlight. He was mm-hmm. definitely like the favorite Power Ranger for a really long time, and I yeah. think he has and been then he was like made the,
1: the actual leader of the team when he became the White Ranger. Correct. And I remember that when Zordon's like, this is the new leader of the Power Rangers. I'm like, well, th- he's standing right there. Yeah. <laughs> You're demoted. <laughs> and I think Jason had already left the show by that point, by the time there's a White Ranger. I might be wrong.
0: I believe... No, I think he... I'm surprised. So I think that comes yeah. after. I think the White Ranger comes first, and then Jason leaves. Okay,
1: yeah. They got invited to the World Peace Conference and never came back. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, and then they end up bringing both of them... We're on a way off yeah. track. But they end up bringing both him... Jason and Kimberly back for the Power the Rangers next Turbo movie. Movie. Turbo yeah but they're right. not like Power Rangers in that movie they just no. are like they're like they hostages. get kidnapped
2: and then they're in a submarine and then they swim to the surface yeah, but he did that.
1: come back for Forever Red when like every single Red Ranger yeah. got together yeah but they and Tommy just kept coming back he was like yeah. He was in he's another job, man. He's, he was in another season. He was in
0: uh, Power Rangers Dino Fury as the Black Ranger.
1: Yeah, he was in like seven. Huh. Like he ended up being like the mentor figure. Right, he's like
0: the Power Ranger. Like if yeah, they
1: like, he's like the ultimate Power Ranger. Right, they talk about
0: him in like a legendary fashion. Uh-huh. Like this is the Power Ranger out there. Huh? Do you remember?
1: Did you all see the uh, the reboot movie? That yes. came out? Yes. I, I thought it was great. I really liked it, and then they teased Tommy at the end and then nobody else went to see it. Yeah, it was really sad. We could have gotten more Brian Cranston as Zordon, which you all know why that was cool that Brian Cranston was in it, right? Uh
2: wasn't the original actor of Zordon Brian Cranston? No,
1: but Brian Cranston, one of his early well some of his early gigs was he did the voices of some of the villains on Power Rangers. Yeah, I
2: remember his name in the credits. So yeah, that's why I thought he, that. uh
1: the the one I remember in particular, I think his first one was he was king snizzard do you remember snizzard who <laughs> was part snake and part lizard and had like a giant mouth that took up its entire body and he's like ah power rangers <laughs> so i'm just, the one who knocks you're just the, you just sounded like every single power rangers villain <laughs> pretty much yeah encompassed into one lord, okay lord zed first of all um, for those of you who don't know about <laughs> this is power rangers podcast now <laughs> I could talk for a long time about it. Blood Dead is an yeah. American creation. Yes, exactly. Yeah, because most of them, uh, the, the Power Rangers were all the, um, the, from the Super Sentai series. They just took the fight scenes from a Japanese TV show and then filmed new stuff around it. Yep. And some new Power Ranger scenes as well, but mostly just the other scenes. Uh, But Lord Zed was completely an American creation, not from any Super Sentai series. And he's scary looking, man.
2: Yeah, because he looks like he is just a regular dude without his skin on.
1: Yeah, but he's got the metal
0: bones. Yeah. Have you guys seen the Platinum Ranger from, I think it's from Dino Fury? Uh, No, if the Samurai one, maybe it's one of them. But he's like the sixth ranger, and his whole gimmick is that he like calls forth the power of other sixth rangers. Yes, I have heard of that one, yeah. And then he has this like this like battle suit and it's this giant vest and on it is the like head of every other sixth oh. ranger.
2: I think we've had this exact <laughs> Maybe conversation. <we> have. <laughs> Maybe that's why I heard of it. Yeah. yeah I think we've had this exact conversation yes. on the podcast before.
1: I don't know which episode. I, I, yeah, I stopped watching when Rita Repulsa came back and tricked Lord Zen into falling in love with her by using a, a, a love potion. Oh my God. I was like, they didn't have the phrase "jumping the shark" then, but my little <laughs> first grade brain was like, mm, "This show is clearly jumping the shark." Jumping now. the shark. I don't yeah. think
0: I ever stopped watching Power Rangers. Yeah. It just stopped being readily available
1: on TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's on Netflix now. It is. Yeah. Oh, I might have to go back and revisit some of that. Well, yeah. Lord. Okay, the music in that show was great, actually. Like the, legitimately great. The Lord the, Zed theme was freaking.
0: The bulk and
1: skull theme runs through my head. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh yeah very big fans they so they um the two actors that play bulk and skull are on or maybe it just be bulk but there is a power rangers tabletop game and they have like a podcast of like people who have been on the show and he plays bulk in there who becomes a power ranger
1: oh that's great and
0: it's very cool and so if you're interested in tabletop stuff i would recommend that okay Huh. Um, do we want to talk about Miss Marvel some more? <laughs> yes, yes, because- I we guess ha- we
1: should. Look, we got off target, but we love this show. We, we do. Yeah, so let's, uh, let's talk about the show at hand now.
0: While she might have new powers, that doesn't excuse her for missing prayer at the mosque. And of course, Kamala and Nakia are late. Uh, the two rush in and quickly get ready, but they are frustrated by the old facilities. The women's bathroom is falling apart, there's mold under the carpet, and they can barely hear uh, Sheikh Abdullah at the front of the mosque. Uh, Nakia is Nakia's visibly upset about it, and after a mention that nominations for the mosque board are still open, Kamala suggests that her best friend should run for it. Change has to start somewhere. Yes, Bar- Barack Obama. I was uh,
1: I was going <laughs> to say Amen, but that's not. Uh, I don't I don't know what the actual Muslim, and it would be offensive if I tried to do it. So, but yes, I agree. Good, you know, be be the change you want to see in the world. I agree. Though things are still tense at home. Kamala once again
0: apologizes to her mom for sneaking and then asks if she can go to Zoe's. Muniba is happy to let her go because this isn't going to be an AvengerCon 2 situation and she has to come back before, the, before through the front door. Uh, Zoe's party is, she- <laughs> is awesome and everyone is there, including... Comron, who jumps off a fucking building. He's climbed up to the top top of Zoe's pool house and dives into it amid screams and cheers. Climbing out, he walks over to Kamala, Bruno, Nakia, Paul, and Miguel, who can't stop hovering around Nakia. Okay, so there's Paul, and then there's Miguel. And I don't know which one is which. Is Miguel the one with the basketball or the one that's right behind her? Don't ask me. I don't know.
2: I I don't think they're going to be... I don't think they're going to be important characters. I think they're just side characters that are friends at the school
1: for, the, for that particular scene. Sure. I Surprise, just... Paul's the main villain. Oh, shit.
0: It's always Paul. And introduces himself. So this guy introduces himself. Not the two that I want to know because that'd be way too uh, helpful. <laughs> uh, Kamala is so taken aback by this mysterious boy to say much of anything. When the cops suddenly show up to break up the party, uh, Comrade offers up his car so they all get away safely. My man had such a nice car too that that yeah. that Bentley, the BMW that he had. Woo,
2: you gonna you hitting on him? I might be. dude. I'm trying to get his? his he got that digits. sweet. He
0: got that sweet earring. I
2: mean, he did do a pretty good dive. He
0: did. En route to home, Kamala and Kamran talk back and forth in the front seat, and Bruno can't help but try and insert himself into the conversation every chance he gets. However, when the two start talking about Bollywood, Bruno is at a loss. No, he doesn't. Uh, dropping everyone off at the circle queue, Bruno suffers another setback when
1: Kamran calls him Brian. Ouch.
0: Oh! That's tough. <laughs> that
1: that- was... Well, I, Bruno... I don't know if you catch... Bruno says... He, he knows my name is Bruno. And I was like, I think he does. I think he that's a power move. I like that Nakia was like, why are you so upset, Brian? <laughs> <laughs>
0: as for Kamala. Kamala? Kamala. Kamala.
1: Yeah, right? Uh, I told you this was difficult. It's hard. <laughs> it's really hard. Yeah.
0: Well, and I'm like confused as to which one is the right one now. Like, I, I know both of them, uh-huh. but it is hard for me to say one without saying the other. It just, I like get tongue-tied thinking like, all right, making sure I'm saying the correct one yeah. here. As for Kamala, though. Kamran gives her his number. Do you know what this calls for? A full-on dance number. Returning home... Hell yeah, it does. <laughs> Kamala literally waltzes through the living room, using everything as a prop and eventually a drink pouch as a microphone. By the time she's arrived upstairs in her bedroom, she's seeing hearts and stars. Only made better when Comrade asks if she wants to hang out and have a driving lesson next Is week. Is she not
1: seeing horseshoes, clovers, and blue moons
0: as well? <laughs> <laughs> Kamala might feel like she's on cloud nine, but her budding... But her, butting, <laughs> her new budding powers have what? other things to are say. Those, are those your budding powers?
1: <laughs>
0: After class, her nose starts glowing and she rushes out of the room and heads to the bathroom, with Nakia quickly following behind. Uh, Kamala complains to her best friend that she feels like things are changing so fast and laments to Nakia that she's making it look so easy. Whoa, whoa, Nakia disagrees. She's just come to the understanding that she doesn't need to prove anything to anyone, and more importantly, she's officially decided to run for the mosque board.
1: Bruno's also... Um, I just want to interject real quick. I think this was a really interesting moment. This is something that we talked about a little bit while we were watching the episode uh, during the company-mandated pizza party. (laughs) And uh, one, one thing I'm really appreciating about this show is that there's a lot of texture to its portrayal of Islam and all the different you know facets of it and also how different all the people in it are there's uh, you know nakia wears a hijab and she in this scene she talks about why she's chosen to wear that and what it means to her um and you know kamala doesn't wear one and there's no judgment one way or, or the other about like oh this person wears it this person doesn't it just portrays that like not all people in one religion are the same and that's a, you know, there are millions and millions of Muslims in the U.S., and yet I think that for a lot of people it is the most mysterious of the uh, major religions. and
0: Because there's a lot of misinformation about
1: it. Yeah, and there's unfortunately a lot of stigma yeah, because of things that based happened 20 off of, years ago. Well, and
0: based off of misinformation.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think this is doing a really good job of showing, you know, the, you know, she's, I think it's very interesting with with the hijab in particular, because that's something a lot of people look at and go, that's oppression, you know? And Nakia is not afraid to say like, hey, we're being treated differently here in the mosque. You know, it's you know not fair that we have the crappy floors and everything, but she is happy to wear that. You know, it, it is a sign of devotion for her uh, that, that works for her. So I, I just think it's a really interesting contrast and, you know, just a really thoughtful, uh, kind of deep you know, portrayal of it in this show. I think it's really cool that they're weaving all this through along with the, uh, you know, gin human stuff.
2: (laughs) Gin humans, it's a thing. Yep. It's happening, baby.
0: Yeah, maybe that's, I was thinking about uh, talking about a topic, but maybe it's a little too much for this show. Um, But I agree with you. I think that it is really interesting. I think, like you said, there's a lot of texture to it. There's a lot of nuance to the discussion I think it is refreshing to see that because it's a much more interesting story and it's um it, it shows them as 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 people and mm-hmm. I think that is a fault of sort of the the um serialization of cultures in movies and television that their cultures are yeah. only shown as the extremes mm-hmm. you can get this with any culture that you see you know anything that you can think of. You can think of any type of stereotype, and you know you'll see that it's a culture being reduced to its simplest forms and only shown as a caricature of what the culture truly is. Yeah. And so I appreciate the show showing a little bit more nuance. And it, uh, clearly, the creators, it seems like they're telling a personal story yeah, as well, yeah, and they, they have a lot of experience in these situations. And I think that's really interesting. And it's a, it's a much better way to go than just to see, you know, some of the really. Tough portrayals, you know. I think there have been a lot of Muslim people as like villains in movies, yeah. and you know, like a lot. You think of a lot of like military movies, and the only Muslim people that you see are the villains in these like, yeah, your Jack Reachers and other nonsense type movies. You yeah, know? yeah. And so it is nice to see one one that is American because it is important to to understand that Americans are multifaceted and. Uh, multicultural and have yeah, yeah. you know a, a wide breadth of what they believe in um, and it's important to see that a that cultures um you know aren't that different from you know like i i feel like i i am not a a muslim i am not from pakistan mm. but i feel a lot of relation to this family and the way this family unit operates. And yeah. it feels very similar. It feels very very homey. Um, and even though it's not exactly the same culture as mine, it's not even honestly not even very close. Um, if you're talking about in, in the general sense, but the feel of that that sort of family feeling, and the feeling of the mother being a little bit overbearing and the father kind of being the one that kind of jokes around and is the is the you know yeah. the teddy bear of the family kind of a thing. I, I relate to that, and so it is fun to see those types of stories and those types of families being portrayed. Yeah. They do
2: this in the comic too. So I like that there is um, a representation of what you both just talked about in the show. They do it slightly different in the comic. Um, Specifically, they do it with Zoe. And I'm telling you this because I feel like at this point, that's not how Zoe is going to treat all these people. I said a couple times that there were some direct quotes from the comic in the scenes of the show, yeah, and I was kind of wondering if they were going to do that with Zoe because when you get introduced to her in the comic, she comes up to Kamala and says, "You smell like curry."
0: Yeah, I I did read that, yeah. and it was not fun to read. It but... wasn't,
2: and Jeez. but part of her character is realizing that she is being demeaning when she talks to Kamala like that, and eventually she says, "Hey, I mistreated you. I shouldn't have said that thing to you." You're actually really cool. Let's be friends. Mm. Like they work it out and they figure it out. And, you know, that's how it was handled in the comic. I like the way they're handling it in the show, even though it's different. And I like that they're just doing it in general.
0: Yeah. Well, and I, what I appreciate is that children can be really mean. I've never seen a child be that mean as it was portrayed in the comics. Oh, yeah. I've never seen it go. I've, I've seen children be pretty pretty messed up but i think especially nowadays children are a lot more educated and a lot more aware of other cultures and other people so i don't think a a child of today's day and age would say something like that they could be still be mean and messed up but not in that way
1: a lot has changed even just in the last 10 years from when that comic was published to now definitely gen z is very plugged into social justice oh yeah stuff like that and especially i would think in jersey city A place like that, you know, it's, yeah, there are going to be some people like that still, and always will be, unfortunately, but I do think that it is, it seems to be becoming less, and there is more of a movement of, you know, Gen Z adopting, you know, the, you know, respect for other cultures. They didn't take away the, uh, the
2: the vodka in the orange juice scene though i that was straight up from that isn't an, that's an exact scene another exact scene i hated yeah. that i yeah. thought
0: it was so disrespectful obviously i'm talking in terms of i hated that that character did that yes. to the other yeah, character yeah. it is yeah. not a real thing that happened yeah. and i don't think the show is like stupid for showing that up i just think that that specific character is an asshole and it is incredibly disrespectful to do that to someone uh who is not drinking yeah yeah but what about Bruno? Bruno's also dealing with changes, as Mr. Wilson tells him he got the immersion program at Caltech. If he wants to, he can spend the next semester living in California and going to class and working in the labs on the campus. The first person Bruno wants to talk about this is obviously Kamala. He goes rushing out of the school to find her, and she's got, but she's got other things on her mind. Uh, Kamran is waiting for her so the two can go driving. Sorry, Bruno, but not right now. Oh, poor Bruno. Kamala and Kamran stop to grab a bite to eat where they bond over the fact that their moms both have crushes on Bollywood star, Kingo.
1: I This made me happy. Me too.
0: This is cut short when Kamala spots Amir and his fiance, Taisha, outside. Even though they try to avoid him, it's no use and Amir comes in to say hello and Kamala introduces uh, Kamran to their cousin. Amir is suspicious, but it quickly fades. So if my theory is correct then Amir would have potentially met this person because he is a family member. If my theory that this is that is her grandmother, great grandmother, mm. uh, and then that would make him her her uncle,
1: her uncle. Yes. Oh, and okay. great uncle. It'd be a great uncle. Maybe. All right. I'm I'm thinking now, and because one of the things he questions is that he speaks with a British accent, um, which he wouldn't have if he were Pakistani. But they talk later about them trying to get out during the partition. And if, if the great grandmother that disappeared ended up on the other side of that, then maybe that's what that's all about. She was on the
0: British side and then then she's got, you know, in India. So it's, it's, it's Pakistan, Bangladesh, and India, correct?
1: Yes. I, I, and again, I, I said this earlier, but I, do not know enough about this piece of history, unfortunately. Sure. And I'm going to have to do a little bit of research this week because I'd like to know more about it. Definitely. So maybe that's the case. We're going to find out next week, but I want
0: to know sooner. And Uh I've, I've reached the point, I don't know if you guys have, but this has become the show, one of, but mostly the show that I look forward to every week. Like I am... I really want to watch next week's episode. Yeah. Obviously, there are some other shows out there right now. Kenobi, The Boys, a few others. Um, but this is the one that I'm like, I got to see what's happening on this Marvel next week. Yeah. Especially yeah, after this right week. Now. There is a lot. Yeah,
2: uh, This is the one I'm most excited about right now. I think of the Disney Plus shows, though, uh, the I have to get up and watch this was uh, WandaVision, Loki, and then this. Yeah, yeah. I-, I agree with that. Because this, I this think this doesn't, doesn't have, have a, mystery.
0: It, it well, it does this week, but I don't know if it's always going to have mystery. But it is a fun time for a peach. This doesn't have yeah. mystery
2: <laughs> because a peach read the comic all the way through.
1: All right. Well. Okay then.
2: I'm just. I'm not trying to be uh, pretentious about it. I'm just saying that. That you're better last, than us. I get it. La- <laughs> that last week I said. You I think, think you're I'm better a- than me? Yeah. Last week, I think I'm uh, I'm okay reading the comics ahead of time. And this week, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. maybe I shouldn't have said that. But I, I don't know. I'm torn. I like knowing it. You know, a lot of people that had already re- like read this run and probably have a hand in making the show, like, you know, they know what's going on. So why can't I? Yeah.
0: But they I don't know. It feels so weird because it feels like, and correct me if I'm wrong, when she puts on that thing, she sees a bunch of people. It yes. feels like she is looking at. And maybe I'm reading this wrong. Maybe we're going to get explained this a little later. To me, it felt like she was looking at like anyone who was worn the bangle yeah, and like, that... like, familial descendants. That's the vibe that I got from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that's going to continue to be the case. I don't know if that's the kind of thing that is has touched in the comics since they have gone so far out as to what her power set yeah. is in the comics. Yeah.
2: That will help that they have changed that aspect of it for me too because i won't know what they're going to do with that yeah
1: Yeah, because with inhumans it's just sort of someone in my past was an inhuman and therefore i have the inhuman gene right yeah what if god what if she's a
0: mutant what if this is what if they what if they had made kamala Khan a an inhuman because they were trying to push the inhumans at the time and now they are trying to push mutants again, and so they make Kamala Khan a mutant. This is how the MCU gets Doesn't mutants. that help
2: my Eternals theory? Because aren't they also trying to push the Eternals?
0: Yeah, but I don't know if they're still trying to push the Eternals. They literally just mentioned Kingo
2: in the scene before this one.
0: Sure, but that's because it makes sense.
2: To push their there, I don't
0: think, Eternals I don't agenda. Think, I don't think mentioning Kingo is them pushing <laughs> I
1: the Eternals. Do, I don't think they are... Even, even when Eternals is coming out, I don't think they're pushing Eternals as hard as... Publishing was pushing the Inhumans back yeah. in the day, because mm. there's really only one character who they don't have unfettered access to right now, and they still get to use him. So, right,
2: you know what? That's my actual answer to the cappuccino from the other day. If it wasn't a D one hundred uh fate choose your tattoo mm-hmm. i want to get a surveillance stork tattoo oh that'd be cool In commemoration of this podcast get a little <laughs> get a little stork repelling from i'd get an some, ar
1: tattoo I'd... some
2: limb on my body and i show like, up and support you guys he's like wearing <laughs> wearing goggles like he's a solid snake and he's upside down repelling from the ceiling which would just be an upper part of that limb maybe he's like coming out of my shirt Maybe. He's like, maybe it's on my bicep, and he's like, the rappel is where my shirt sleeve is, and the stork is where the shirt sleeve isn't, so it looks like he's hanging from the ceiling mm. when I have a shirt on. When I have a shirt off, you'd be like, why is that rope holding that stork up? <laughs> you know, sur-
1: Surveillance Stork sounds like a Metal Gear Solid villain already. It kind of does, yeah. True. yeah. You got Decoy Octopus, Revolver Ocelot, Surveillance Stork. <laughs> yeah. I played
0: bass for Surveillance Stork. No, you didn't. You would have mentioned that. <laughs> I know what band you're in. Damn. <laughs> Colonel,
1: there's some kind of bird here. What?
0: <laughs> At dinner, the family reminisces about Amir growing up and explains to Tasia that he went through a goth phase. This leads to a conversation about Yusuf and Muniba agreeing to move to America so their children could be anything they want to be. As for Yusuf and Muniba, both of them grew up in Karachi, but Muniba's family only moved there after the partition. Talking about the partition is too much for Maniba, who excuses herself to head to the kitchen. That's when Yusuf learns in, uh, leans in to tell Taisha a story that clearly Amir and Kamala have heard a hundred times by now. Muniba's mother, Sana, was separated from her family shortly before the last train left the station in the city during partition. Though her father tried to find her, he couldn't in the crowd, but the story has a happy ending, at least for Sana. According to her, she always said that she followed a trail of stars right back to her father. That's when Taisha asks about Sana's mother, but no one knows what happened to her that night.
2: Stars like Celestials?
0: Stars like like the Eternals. No, stars <laughs> like the powers that Kamala has, like the shining
2: shine bright like a diamond. Yeah, the
0: hard light, shine bright like a hard light. <laughs> Uh, as Yusuf finishes his story, things get weird for Kamala. As suddenly the bangle starts acting up, she's blinded by lights and sees a vision of a mysterious woman standing woman standing in front of her. Next thing you know, Kamala is lying flat on her back after passing out, with Maniba throwing water on her face, asking, did you not eat enough, or did you eat too much? <laughs> and it, I, I want to preface that. I, I don't that. think <laughs> it was just water. It looked like like a type of holy water. Um, I don't know if you guys ever had that. My mom, whenever we would move to a new place, would go to, she was Catholic, and I, I don't mm-hmm. know if she still practices, but she she still does this. Go to a Catholic priest, she would get like a bottle of holy water, and then she would sprinkle it. All over the house. Okay. And then she would always just have a bottle of holy water to do that listen, once every couple years.
2: I don't fuck around with haunted houses, so <laughs> I I agree with I would do that too. Yeah. Don't you don't you don't want to mess with the ghosts. No, dude. Absolutely not. Listen, for any for any people out there that might think, hmm, Peaches is cute. I might want to be with him one day. I want you to know that I do not follow the trope in media where the wife is like, there's a ghost here. And the husband is like, it's probably just the pipes. I would be like, you're right. Let's go. We need to leave <laughs> now. Right this I, very second. You, there's no chance you're wrong. Let's go. <laughs> we'll burn it down on the way out. Like
0: That's me, but after I see a spider. <laughs> that too. Oh, uh, yeah. Except there's this spider in my garage Like in that lives in my garage door There's like a tiny little hole in the garage door And he pops out sometimes And we have this like understanding I don't mess with him He doesn't <laughs> mess with me Anytime I open the garage door He's fine But if that motherfucker ever touches me <laughs>
1: Truce ended
0: <laughs> Upstairs Kamala uh, calls her grandmother Sana And Sana immediately asked those grandmother questions like Why don't you write to me <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kamala's got an agenda, though, and needs to ask about the bangle. Sana confirms that the bangle Kamala's not wearing used to to belong to her mother, Aisha, but she's already said too much and hangs up. Later, when Kamala asks her mom about it, Muniba's disposition immediately changes. That woman brought shame on our entire family, and when Kamala presses, Muniba tells her to let it go. Over at the Department of Damage Control, Agent Cleary walks in to talk to Zoe. His first question is if she's the Zoe Zimmer. Because the entire DODC office loves her video about low-calorie popcorn. This is just (laughs) enough to butter her up. Uh, Let's go, Rachel. (laughs) Let's go. As Agent Cleary goes into asking about AdventureCon, how much fun she must have had, and how the enhanced individual tried to kill her. Whoa, whoa. The advanced individual didn't try to kill Zoe. She saved her. Agent Clary asks if Zoe did it uh, all for the likes, which she denies. Agent uh, Deaver then enters the room, asking Zoe if she can describe what the enhanced individual looks like. After some leading questions to Zoe, the two damage control agents settle on sweeping the tri-state area and searching every temple, community center, and mosque, and it's really disgusting because they say that all of those things are
1: already being monitored. Yep. And yep. Caught that. Super yeah. super. FBI is already watching those. I didn't like that. Same. I mean, it, yeah. Ugh.
0: Over at the mosque, Eid Mubarak. The celebration is in full full swing. Uh, but Bruno wonders if he's dressed too bright. But there's no time to talk about that as uh, Nakia has a larger plan. The whole mosque is here and has nothing better to do than eat and gossip. So she, uh, Kamala, and Bruno have to canvass the whole area for her mosque board campaign. Kamala's got dibs on the Alumaunties. Alumaunties? Well, <laughs> While, <Illuminunkies. laughs> While Nakia is going after her white whale, Yusuf Khan, after a very convincing speech Reminding Yusuf and about Nakia and Kamala's bright future, his vote is swayed. That poor man. He the <laughs> He's whole, my best friend running and then Oh god, he he just gets manipulated in every episode. I feel so bad for him because he's so nice. He seems like like the nicest guy in the world Yeah,
1: he really does. You're
2: going to be that dad one day.
0: I am that dad. Yeah, already. I'm no, already that dad. I'm saying. Yeah, wait, be, wait, even, wait until the kid can he's talk. Like, he's wait what I'm until saying. you're bald. <laughs> wait until he's
2: 16 and and his friends pull that on you. You go try to go to AvengerCon 14 with with him to dressed as the Hulk.
0: If Raph ever did that to me, I would DDT him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what is wrong with you, dude? I'd hit him with the Stone Cold Stunner right <laughs> then and there. What are you doing? You better cut that out. You smell
2: what the rock is cooking?
1: I'd say the difference is that he'd already be been bringing Raph to A- AvengerCon for right. like 10 years. That's probably true. Right? If Raph yeah. ever
0: tried to do something that I like really didn't like, if he was ever like, let's go watch NASCAR, I'd be like, Raph, get out of this house. Uh, you're dead to me. <laughs> you must get that from your mom. <laughs> probably. Bailey, do you
2: watch NASCAR? She did she a NASCAR?
0: No, but she's yet? got the complexion for it. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs>
1: there it is. <laughs> I can uh, make that joke. I'm white. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Kamala's trying to get information from the Illuminantes, and it's not good. The aunties are eager to gab about her great-grandmother, but do not have nice things to say. It's things like she was a snake, she put a curse on the family, she had secret affairs, and Aunt Ruby says she even heard Aisha killed a man once. Secret affairs with
2: Kingo.
0: And murder, too. (laughs) Meanwhile, a young boy has decided to scale the mosque tower in search of the perfect selfie. Don't try this at home, kids. Though he's snapping all the right angles, he quickly loses his footing and falls out of the window, barely grabbing onto the curtain. His screams echo across the celebration, and Kamala realizes that she's got to jump into action. Without hesitation, she races to change into her homemade Captain Marvel costume and climbs up the mosque herself.
1: She's just decided, I'm going to be Captain Marvel Jr.
0: (laughs) She's like, I have to save this boy. uh, No haste.
2: Let me put on my costume. (laughs) So an interesting thing, an interesting change from the comic here that I don't think is spoilery to mention is that in the comic when she gets this power, it's obviously like a, a different method because it's an inhuman thing. But when she first gets it, whenever she goes to use her powers to save somebody, she changes into the previous version of Miss Marvel, uh, who is wearing like a black and red costume. Oh, and yeah, has blonde yeah. hair. Yeah, the black and gold and is white. She changes yeah. all of that, her whole appearance and costume and everything. And I think that this is way cooler of her to keep using this costume that she and Bruno made.
0: Yeah. Well, and I'm a big fan of the costume that she's going to eventually wear. Yes. I'm a big fan of, like, the one on the promotional poster yeah, and stuff. I think yeah. that looks really cool. Oh, she's wearing a
2: Disneyland. That, really, yeah, yeah. Yeah. that one looks really true to the comic. It well. really is. It's yeah. great.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, There's uh, some thematic stuff they're losing out on by not having her transform into, you know, a white girl. Yeah. And, sure. you know, getting to the point where she realizes... You know, because she says in the first episode, you know, it's not the brown girls from Jersey City who yeah save the world. But
0: I, I I sort of appreciate they're doing it this way because yeah, it feels like the the one issue I read the first issue of that and it felt like it was a lot more about her idolization of Captain Marvel yeah, whereas this is more about her internal struggle internal struggle to allow herself to be great. Yes. And I find that a lot more interesting than to just oh, be yeah. like, I want to be Captain Marvel. No, yeah. they're both I, there. I agree. I you agree. just
2: have yeah. to read a little bit more to get to that because she keeps changing into the form I mentioned for a while for basically the same reasons like, oh, I can't be a brown girl and a superhero. Sure. And eventually she comes to grip with like, no, I can be both because both of those things are important to me. Yeah. And she kind of stops changing into... Uh, eventually and then she also comes up with that other costume too but um, you know what i said bruno wasn't techie in the last episode and i'm realizing that he helps make her suit in the comic so never mind i was wrong he is techie you heard it here
0: first kids bruno techie (laughs) that's why we don't talk about him yeah the crowd quickly spots nightlight moving towards the boy and obviously everyone starts snapping pictures Via her hard light platforms, Kamala makes it closer to the boy, but gravity is too much and he falls right into Kamala. Thankfully, she's mastered her powers just enough to create a big hard light platform for the two of them to stand on, and the crowd cheers from down below. That's when the bangle starts acting up again. Kamala sees another vision with the mysterious woman from before, and though she tries her best, the hard light platform falls apart, and the boy falls some feet to a parked car below. At this... Kamala runs. Now, Kamala breaks his fall a little bit, but Ooh. the kid still like crashes into that car.
2: Yo, I said this to you guys earlier, but I need everyone to know this. I thought that this was some Game of Thrones shit. I thought it was like, uh, <laughs> hey, in this happy-go-lucky show, someone's going to die.
0: Like, is, You think they're going to invincible you? Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm so scared of getting invincible yeah, by everything dude. now. Everything uh, that's like ha- happy-go-lucky is like, Around the corner, it's secretly Happy Tree Friends. Just wait. (laughs)
0: That's terrifying.
2: Yes. Yes, it is. I can't believe I used to watch Happy... No wonder I'm so messed up as an adult. (laughs) I used to watch Happy Tree Friends, like, religiously. I'd, like, keep up to date with all of their episodes. Do you remember the phase? I don't suspect that you were in this phase, (laughs) but I do suspect you were in this phase, where people that were goth or half-goth or emo or whatever version of i wear all black it was Uh would wear the black wristbands that were like sold at hot topic do you mean the like sweatbands yes yes i wore one of those with one of the happy tree friends characters on it that was like one of my main accessories
0: (laughs) i had one with the punisher logo on it because that was cool oh my god i can confirm so
1: terrible can confirm i did not have one yeah i (laughs) would not have suspected that yeah
0: i wore a
2: I was such an anomaly. I wore a Livestrong bracelet on my left wrist and the Hot hot, hot Topic sweatband on my
0: left wrist. Well, it's funny because you were wrong for both of those. Yes, I was. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I was.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Glad I don't do either of those things anymore. why did sweatbands become a thing
0: i don't know it just was i don't know man
2: it's such a weird thing if you think about yeah, it yeah it was super weird
0: like and i also kept getting into fights as to, as to like which way was the right way to wear it because some people so said, for
2: them to see it or for you to see it? right because i was like yep. this is
0: mine i want to see it i'm yep. the one that's gonna wear it all the time and they're like no you have to have it the other way so other people can see it i don't care about them i care about me yeah <laughs> uh Kamala finds herself in an alley, thinking she's made it to safety, but that's when a suspicious drone shows up. I think this is the drones. These are the drones from uh, far from home. They look like very similar.
1: Nork. Yeah, I'm Norking that
0: one. (laughs) (laughs) And then two more drones show up, and then all of damage control. Needing to flee, Kamala uses her hard light platforms (laughs) to jump over them and lands on the other side of their van when a car pulls up. To Kamala's shock, Kamran is driving and and instructs her to get in. Speeding off to safety, a woman in the back seat says she's excited to finally meet her. And to Kamala's surprise, it's the same- Chris is also. (laughs) It's the same woman (laughs) she's been seeing in her visions. I'd like you to meet my mom, Kamran says.
1: In my defense, if I'd watched this a second time- I did. Well, (laughs) without being in a conversation with three other people and eating a lot of pizza- Sure. I probably would have caught it this time. Uh, I might have still been reeling from Kenobi uh, when I watched this.
2: <laughs> that was a very good episode of Kenobi. Yeah. I have not seen it. Okay. Oh, okay. Won't I mean, we sure. weren't going to
1: spoil it anyway, but yeah,
2: it was a good episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: so what do you guys think? What did you think of this episode? What did you think? Uh, where do you think it's going? Where do you think it's heading? <sighs> Can either of you even talk about this, or should it just be me?
1: I can talk about he it he doesn't remember. I asked. I, I, it's been a few years since I've read the comic, sure. and honestly, I don't know if I got as far as Peaches has at this point. Um, and, and they've changed enough that I that I, I really don't know. I, I, the villain I've been hoping for, I don't know if they're actually going to show up, just because it doesn't necessarily feel like it's building up towards that. Because we haven't gotten any hints of a... Without getting into too much spoilers, there seems to be like a larger problem in Jersey City that has not been alluded to at all yet. And it's getting to the point where we've only got four episodes left. Next, next week is the halfway point. Might be too soon to introduce something like that. Sure. That being said, I mean, they've sprung stuff on us late in these shows before. Kingpin. So, you never know. <laughs> uh, Mandalorian showing up in Boba Fett. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for the Kingpin episode where it's just him for two episodes and then we finally uh, come back.
1: Yeah, we come back to Miss Marvel.
0: Yeah, Is <laughs> oh. that
2: also a subtle uh, Stranger Things season two, 11 episode reference? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that... reference <laughs> Maybe. <laughs>
1: See no, I think little <laughs> it's it's more like if that episode had actually been an episode of Arrested Development season six, and well, then no, so <laughs> it's like
0: as if you had that episode, but instead of the episode being about eleven, eleven wasn't there at all, and it was instead <laughs> about that one girl, and yes, just it was about just her. about it. it was just about her, uh, eight, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: No, but um, I think I I you know I'm having to make this up on the fly now since I'm a dummy who doesn't know how to watch TV properly <laughs> apparently. This is really embarrassing. I um yeah, I I I don't I it's just kind of what we talked about last week, I guess, in that, you know, we're going to learn more about how these powers relate to her. I think the fact that the powers come from within her are very interesting, but we've talked about that really. I'm also interested to see what goes on with Bruno with his jealousy um about about Cameron. You know, that that's going to be an interesting cuz that's always a you almost have to play this kind of trope delicately when the best friend has a crush on on the person because I don't know, there there are some ideas you can get into there that maybe aren't great and maybe have just been overdone anyway. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's gonna be gonna be interesting to see how that plays going forward.
2: I actually would love to speculate. The problem is the thing that I do know is absolutely creating bias toward mm. what my speculation is okay so they've made this story different enough from the comic because of their changes to kamala kamala sorry but because i know this one piece like i feel like it's too much information for me to okay without being a total uh, stick in the mud so I'll just be a peach in the mud.
0: Yeah, just be a log in the marsh. A
2: log in the marsh. <laughs> that's a that's my favorite country song. Nice. Just kidding. I don't have
0: a favorite country song. <laughs> and I never will. So what are we gonna rate this episode? Chris, what
1: are you rating episode two of Miss Marvel? I'm gonna go ahead and give it eight Haram.com runs out of ten. <laughs> so you're a little you're a little lower on this episode than the first episode. Just a little bit. I, I still really liked it. Um and you know, with a proper second watch, I might I might feel better about it still. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I did enjoy the first episode more. It had a, a bit more stylistic flourish to it and stuff uh, that that really did a lot for me. Not that this show was lacking in it this episode, uh, but it does feel like there's maybe a little more setup, and I'm like really hope I'm really excited for them to get to the you know the good stuff, uh, uh, the good superhero stuff. That being said, I really loved a lot of the non-superhero stuff that was in this episode. Uh I want this show to have several seasons. I wouldn't mind if this show had had a few more episodes. I'm already calling that. Yep. You know, I hack. because I would love for them to have more than five and a half hours to really get into some of the different storylines that they could do. Peach, what about you?
0: Uh I had
2: the same criticism with this episode about the... It was less stylish than the first one. I I mentioned last week that I really liked how much it felt like Scott Pilgrim and that I wanted them to keep doing that. And they did. There were definitely moments where there was like animations on the screen. Like when Kamran got out of the the pool after the dive, there were like hearts and fireworks and stuff forming around him and that sort of thing. But... um, I wanted more of that stuff because I'm selfish, so I knocked a half point off. So I gave it eight and a half bowls of ice cream pizza out of 10. Eduardo? I
0: I think for me, I think this episode is just as stylized as the first episode, but it was styled in a different way. I think they are pulling from different tropes, from different other forms of media, and while the first episode is a little bit more, um, you know, Scott Pilgrim, you've got this episode that has a little bit more of that, like, like you said, they were trying to do into the Spider-Verse at the beginning. And then she's got that scene where she's dancing in her parents' room, but only she's the one that's realizing that she's like, yeah, I think there yeah are a, that's true. I think there are a lot of similar, fl- there are still flourishes in there. They are just of a different genre. Like it looks like they're going to be jumping around a lot and, and pulling from a bunch of different influences. And I really like that. Yeah. So I gave it nine love triangles with your cousin out of 10. <laughs> so, guys, uh, before we go, it's time for the recommendations. Recommendation jingle. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have something for our listeners to recommend so they can get through the rest of their week?
2: Yeah, I'll go with the one that I cut myself off from last week. So, on a completely different note <laughs> to last week, uh, actually, it's, we did bring this up. Speaking of things like Invincible and the boys yeah, that are as far away from Ms. Marvel as could possibly be. Um, I think we've talked about the boys and maybe I've even recommended it or one of us has recommended it before. However, there is an animated the boys series called the boys colon diabolical. You don't have to say colon. I just did diabolical and it is like eight episodes. They're 12 to 13 minutes each. They're pretty short and it's just kind of like a cartoon series set in the same universe as the boys All of the cartoons are in a different animation style, but they are also just as surprisingly violent uh, like Happy Tree Friends and The Boys and Invincible. So uh, if you already like those shows and you haven't watched Diabolical, you should. I finished it in one sitting because, like I said, they were all very short episodes um and they all have like different writers and directors and and voice actors one of them is directed by Aquafina she also voices the main character and that's probably the weirdest of the eight uh Seth Rogen directs one of the episodes and is also <laughs> he's also a character in one of them um and you know some of the episodes also kind of remind me of black mirror uh just cuz they're a little twisty so i recommend diabolical that's my my recommendation for the week
0: you're talking about Seth Rogen reminded me did anybody ever recommend the Chip and Dale movie no uh, so the Chippendale movie, I don't. It can be my recommendation. It wasn't going to oh be, my. but it can be. I but almost it,
1: cha- like just now to like changed my recommendation to that too. Let's we, talk about it anyway. Let's
0: just talk about it real quick. It makes me think of that Seth Rogen scene where they had Seth Rogen there with all of the other Seth Rogen all characters. Of them, yeah, yeah. So funny. That
1: yeah. was really, really well played. I do not want to spoil the best joke, which you've probably already seen, yeah. because it was all over the internet. But there is an amazing character cameo yes. in that movie yes, that is. just blew my mind. <laughs> I couldn't yeah. believe they got them I, I managed to see it without being spoiled and it was incredible yeah Chippendale Rescue Rangers the movie is great if you like meta Hollywood humor, humor about animation it's very much almost literally it's Lonely Island doing Who Framed Roger Rabbit <laughs> yeah, it's true um, Yeah, so I could recommend that one um But the other thing, that what I was going to recommend this week is Angela and I have been watching The Office. You're just going to leave. I recommend Angela. <laughs> no, I do not recommend Angela. <laughs> Wait, I, why I, not? I, I mean, I recommend listening to her. She's a great person <laughs> okay. and with great ideas, and I love her very much. Before we jump
0: off the Chippendale stuff, do you guys know, I just looked it up just to make sure I remember it correctly. Do you remember, do you guys know who they had penciled in for the replacement to that character? Yes, had I do. Had they not?
2: Um... Someone told me, and I don't remember who told me or who the other character was supposed to you be. You said
0: don't remember who? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. It was supposed to be Jar Jar Binks. Oh, my gosh. Should have been also, also incredible. Would been it would have been hilarious. It would have been really funny if it was Jar Jar Binks, but he had like a, like a deep Brooklyn accent or something uh, yeah. where he spoke nothing like he does in yeah. the movies. Like yeah, That accent's just Jar Jar. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, Chris, continue with your recommendation. Yes, Angela and I have been watching The Office. She had actually never seen it before, I have. I actually though I did. I did kind of drop off in that show around like season six or seven. Is or it so. when Michael Scott left? It was like right around the time when he was about to leave. I, yeah. I, I was I was in school at the time, and I just I missed a couple episodes, and I got to the point where I realized you know I don't care about getting caught up, so I didn't, and that's how I stopped watching The Office. It was sad. Um, but you know, we're about, you know, quarter of the way through season two right now. And it's, it's been very funny rewatching it for the first time in a very long time and the first time for her. So yeah, revisit the office if you haven't recently. Now you have to get Peacock for it. well though. watch. Oh uh, yeah. That's true. I can't recommend Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> it's not great. It's yeah. not great. Uh we'll go to my
0: recommendation. Yeah. Um I have been reading a book. I'm about halfway through it now. I have, have been try I was gonna recommend it a couple times ago, but I don't think I was far enough into it. I'm about halfway through now. I think I can definitely recommend it now. I am reading The Way of Kings by Brandon Sanderson, and it is very, very good if you like multi novel long fantasy epics brandon sanderson is like your modern day guy to go to for for books like that it's a it's its own world it's its own um like universe it's got its own rules um there are knights there are sword battles there's magic there's all kinds of stuff so if you're into that kind of stuff and you want a more modern take uh highly recommend him and his series he also if you've read the wheel of time series he helped write the last few books of that after the author passed away so um if you have an experience in that, he's also uh part of that series as well. So the way of Kings by Brandon Sanderson, but that's going to do it for this week. It's going to do it, uh, the for the way of King the way of Kingos. <laughs> yes. That's my recommendation. By Kingo. <laughs> if, you wanna, if you want to, if you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can do it at assembly cast. If you want to send us an email, it's going to be, uh, assembly required cast at gmail.com. Did you get a follow up to the test email? I did not. <laughs> you know what? I never checked. Let me yeah, double, let me check, double I check. Let me double check. Hold
2: I on. kind of secretly hope that everybody that listens to the podcast got to that part and they don't skip and they know about this section and also the post credit scene that we put in every episode. Uh, and we just keep getting a bunch of test. E- I want everybody that listens to this podcast to send us a test email. <laughs>
0: uh no we we did not get a follow-up to the test email darn uh so who are you mystery person the person's name is clifford oh so it's not a mystery clifford whoever you are thanks uh, for listening thanks for listening if you'd like to send us an email you can do so Assembly required cast at gmail.com and the test will work uh if you want to support the show you can do so over at patreon.com slash assembly join our patron exclusive discord and a huge shout out to our avengers level patrons Brian, Riley, Michael, and Adrian. That's going to do it. It's going to do it for myself, for Chris, for Peaches. We love you, 3000. Bye, everybody. Excelsior. Excelsior. Bubbly, bubbly. Uh-huh. Okay, but what if she like, made out with a cousin? No! Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> bad, 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 bad You make me feel so good. You uh-huh. know you make me feel so good. Feel so good. That's what we do. Bad, 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 bad boy. I wouldn't change you if -uh. I could. I wouldn't change you if I could. I wouldn't change you if I could. Let's go. Bad, bad, bad bad boy. You make me feel so good. Uh